video games. I I can't remember what age my dad, you know, I, he had Intellivision, but like, ugh, I played it barely, like the Pong and shit, you know, with the right. little squares. But then I remember having Nintendo. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we had Nintendo. So Correct. we were what, six, seven? But, uh, Correct. That was just like side thing. That, that was a side thing. That was a side thing. Yep. It was on the main family TV, so you yep. couldn't just go in and, and go yep. to your room and play. So yep. you had to share a television. Tecmo Bowl uh, was the shit. Tecmo Bowl. We play Mario all the time. But you know what? Our parents were like, get the hell outside and yep. do not come home. But I'd rather be outside. You're damn right. Tecmo Bowl. Baseball stars. Double dribble. Any kids raised in the 1980s and 90s would instantly recognize those games and fondly remember playing them. But we loved actually playing real sports more, and our parents made sure that we were outside. We did play a lot of Tecmo Bowl on the Nintendo, but the real Tecmo Bowl went down at the Kenny Island, our front yards or school field. We played our fair share of double dribble basketball as well, but we'd rather play in Kevin's driveway. Dale's driveway, or even on a portable rim in the street. RBI baseball was groundbreaking in that you can play with real major league players. But on the worn dirt patches in our backyard wiffle ball fields, we were the real major league baseball players. I thank you for listening to another episode of Memory Mission, a podcast where, at the surface, I sit down in the studio with guests and then share our stories with you. But it's much deeper than that. My guests are longtime friends and family, and the stories we capture may make you scratch your head and wonder how we're still alive, but I think you'll enjoy listening to memories of our antics as I try to produce and shape them into engaging and fun audio stories. This is the fourth episode in our first season that is based on the neighborhood that I grew up in, Sunny Mead in South Bend, Indiana. I sat down with several of my longtime friends and just had a blast recording some of the fun that we had growing up. In this episode, we share memories of playing sports. As you'll hear, our stories only start with sports and end with farts, borrowing electricity to play home run derby at night, intimidating new players with our show no mercy attitudes on Kinney Island, and lastly, our very own school recess professional wrestling league with an evil plot that only a third grader from Longfellow Avenue could conspire to create. Please know that our episodes are not geared towards children. There are moments where we may curse or otherwise share stories of how not to act. Here's TJ describing some of the different stadiums that we played in. Well, not really stadiums, but any open grass area. And then we talked about when other kids would try to join us when we were playing football or basketball. It's not that we were mean. It's just that there was something about us that scared other kids away. And I do recall also when the opposite would happen. Like when bigger kids would invite themselves to our football games. It's not like you could say no. And then they proceeded to kick the living bejesus out of us. That's just the way it went. Anyways, here's TJ. We would look for football games between each block. Like on each side of the railroad tracks, there was these islands what we refer to which is little spaces of land between the blocks which right. kind of break it up and that was like Kenny Field which was a mm-hmm. family a big family mm-hmm. of boys and girls right. Kenny Island. and they grew they were on the other side of the tracks so right. we called that 
what Ken- we would, Kenny you know, Island, like yeah. that was their stadium, you uh-huh. know, that was Kenny Island. Yeah. And then the other island, it was just the island. We really didn't have a name for it. And that was down by Longfellow and South Street. Yep. And Johnny Dale's dad used to take us down there all the time and run routes with us when we were young. Like, yep, he, he did. Would, Dan he Dale would, did. Yep, and he would explain, draw it out on his hand know, and he'd and go we, like this. I still or remember the, the plays. And he was like Z flat, X flat, and it was just like boom, boom, boom. And we would one on one, you know, corner, you know, wide receiver. He was always all time quarterback, right? And we would one on one it, you know what I mean? And as far as like athleticism, we were like all level. I thought too, very equal, right? I never thought very like equal. somebody was ultra superior. Nope, nope. But we were all good though. Yes, we were all good. Yes, very equal, very good, but tough. Yeah, most of us were tough. Oh and, yeah. And when we played with the boy from the neighborhood who wasn't tough, yeah, it's funny. It it we we, you know what? You weren't you're not tough enough, and right. we we were aggressive, and uh, and we weeded other people out. I think. And oh they didn't yeah. Play All with my us. old coaches that I mean, you can talk Ed Friel every time I see him, dude, and he still uh-huh. remembers me just from being tough, being yeah. tough, being the littlest yeah. cat, but uh-huh. had it in me. You know what yep. I mean? Like I was down, hustle, yep, ready to go. And he respected that, and he'll always remember that. Kevin and Johnny talk about playing ball in Kevin's backyard, breaking windows, and breaking heads with pump fakes by a giant barefoot ogre. Kevin's big brother, Dan. And Dan, please, please, please do not hurt me if you hear this. From waking up in the morning to just going to play football in a yard to... Uh, basketball hoop here and there, dragging a hoop in the street. We were we played a lot of sports, man. Do you agree? Yeah, my parents' house was pretty common court. We had some battles there. Broke a shitload of windows. Basketball, right? Yeah. We had two basketball, hoops. Basketball, yep. There were two hoops out there that's, next to each other. That's some epic battles. Didn't and, get any better than that. No, no. Wish we could go back to those days for sure. That reminds me, too, because we were talking about playing basketball with uh, big Dan Lackman behind Kevin's house. Kevin said, don't ever pump fake Dan or Johnny Dale. That's true. (laughs) Talk to me about it. Yeah. Kevin always had a couple inches on that. But when we got, well, after I grew that summer, I was the other tall guy. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I always guarded him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, he learned quickly <laughs> not to pump fake. He got me in there, and he, he was getting fouled pretty good. Yep, yep. Didn't a ogre used to come out and join us, a barefoot ogre? <laughs> Donald. Donald. Oh, yeah, Donald. What, don't, talk about that. Don't uh, head fake if Dan's guarding you or Johnny Dale. <laughs> no. Because they jump, they go for the fake every time, and then take your fucking head off. Yes. That would be a flagrant two in college basketball right now. You'd, you'd get booed. You'd get arrested for that shit. <laughs> Dude, fucking Don would come outside. We'd say, oh, Jesus. You could almost hear him walking down the stairs from his bedroom upstairs. Doom, 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 doom. Boom, doors flies open. Out comes Dan in his mesh shorts, no shirt, no shoes, and just, <laughs> who's next? You know, fee fi fo fum and, and you could hear his barefoot just pounding on the pavement. Oh, Dan. Dude. Woo. Dan, can you dunk? No. (laughs) That's funny. As you've previously heard, TJ and Tony's mother, Kathy, joined me to share some of her memories of us growing up. 
Here is Kathy sharing her memories of us from a young age playing sports. And then she brought up the nighttime home run derby, where we made sure to provide the neighbors with an illuminating nighttime show. With a little teamwork and ingenuity, we figured out how to crank the lights at School Field. School Field is a large area in our neighborhood, probably several city blocks. It has multiple different sports fields, baseball, football, soccer, that local sports teams, they practice and play their official games there. Well, there was nothing official about our nighttime home run derby games, but we still had a blast nonetheless. You mentioned always playing sports. Yeah. We we played, we had wiffle ball fields in every every backyard. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the dirt was ingrained in there. We were always out and about looking for games. Kenny Island, front yards, backyards, constantly. As early back as I can remember, this was when Bentleys lived next door. And the pre-fence. Pre-fence. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and you kids would play football. Now, it was the majority of the neighborhood was boys. There Correct. Were like three girls. Uh-huh. Your sister. Yeah. Susie. <laughs> Susie. Megan. And Megan. Uh-huh. And but the three girls, they would all get in there and they'd play football and and uh, be back and forth. And then as you guys got older, mm-hmm. you moved it over to the island. Right. And you would play. And the girls wouldn't play as much uh-huh. at that point. Yep. Um, you guys would play wiffle ball out in the intersection mm-hmm. out front. Yep. Then yeah. when we got a little older, you guys used to go over to school field mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at night. Yep. And you'd stick your hand in, turn yes. the lights on. Yes. <laughs> We talked about that. Did yes. You, you'd turn the lights on and you'd play your, your game at night. Uh-huh. And then when you were done, you'd turn the lights back yes. off and come home. At least I knew where you were. Exactly. And you were staying out of trouble. Exactly. And then here is Kevin and I discussing the shining bright attraction in the middle of Sunnymead. But we also, we played on the islands, played football, um, school field. Yep. Were you ever home run derby down there? I I recall that was fun. We uh, we turned the lights on at night. Were you ever a part of part of that action? Yep. We we jimmy, shimmied open the electrical box um, at the lights at school field down there, and and with we, we used a baseball bat from there, and we turned them on, and it was bright as shit. So if you <laughs> lived on South Street, right across the street, your view normally at ten at night is a dark field, but. Their view when those nights was a bright lit up baseball field. Did we ever get in trouble for that? I don't remember anybody ever coming out. Because we, well, what would happen in a couple times, a police officer would pull into uh, the parking lot at school field. And I think he would look at us and think, you know what? These, these fools are just playing baseball, man. You know, there's like eight kids out there playing baseball and then they just turned around. Um, you could, know, could be doing a lot worse shit. Uh, and we did. And we did. <laughs> uh, and in another episode, you'll hear Tony and I broke the window at the clubhouse at the same place where we were playing. So, <laughs> yes, we did do other bad shit. Johnny Dale was a gassy little guy when he was playing sports. <laughs> I can't even get through it. Every every time he shot the basketball, he the dude. Every time he shot the basketball, he farted. Because of this, his dad Dan Dale nicknamed him Sound Effect City. Johnny and I talk about that, and then TJ and my own father Joel, who joined me to share stories of us growing up. 
discuss the many different arenas and stadiums, well, I mean, yeah, yards and fields that we used to play on. Uh, you're a sound effect, sound effect that. city. Right. You used to fart every time sound you, you shot it. City. That's right. <laughs> I pull a jumper from the free throw line, rip one, and nothing but the bottom of the net. <laughs> yes, indeed. But one of the many courts we played on, your backyard, we played 21 back there all the time. Right. That was the 21 court. Mm-hmm. That big-ass tree was home plate. That was like the... Mm-hmm. Wiffle ball. Wiffle ball, home run over the wires. wires. Yes, yep. indeed. Uh, koshers, home run. We had to get through the... Through the tree, tree. over the garage. <laughs> and somehow get it to Plinko and manage to land over the fence. Yep. <laughs> And here's my father, Joel, who has shared many stories with me over the years about him playing sports in the mean, numbered streets of River Park in the 1960s. He then shares some stories about our wiffle ball field in the backyard on Longfellow. All right, from a young age, we all play sports. All oh, the yeah. Time. And you, the same way, you were telling me as a kid that you guys used to go to Walnut Grove to play sports. We sure did. You play football in the street. <laughs> you bet. Street football, street softball. Okay. Right now, that can get kind of tough over there on Thirty Second Street. Yeah, the number streets in River Park. Yeah, what thoughts pop in your head just with us little dudes playing different sports? Oh well, it was great, and mm-hmm. every you didn't need a field per nope. se. Like our backyard, as small as it was, mm-hmm. we would play wiffle ball back there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, first base might have been the corner of the fence, second base out there by the lilac bushes, mm-hmm. third base a corner of the garage, and then home. No, it was it was fantastic. And here's TJ remembering the multiple fields that we played on and how sports helped connect us knuckleheaded boys with other knuckleheaded boys from other areas in our neighborhood. How many can we count how many different yard fields and fields we played yeah. in? Yeah, so I mean Jesus. Yeah, Je- I, mean, I mean that's crazy. My backyard as a kid had two Football backyards and wiffle ball. We had in your a little, backyard. Yeah, Oof. we all had wiffle ball. All oh, fields, grain fields. I mean, it was, just the yeah, dirt, all the, the rules yep. like over the wire. At Each Dale's had our own house rules over the wire. Dale was a home run. Yep. But at Emory's, it had to go over like the ivory. Like yep. his parents had like lilacs or uh-huh. something back there, mm-hmm. and it had to go over them. Yep. And then at my parents' house, it was like the second row, but we had a fence. You had though. the tree too. We had the tree that was, was in the way. Hey, dude, it was yep. a, oh, so you had different variables, mm-hmm. backyard, like like stadiums, real baseball fields, dude. like green, you know, like the green monster and shit. Yeah, but we can, I mean, you can probably count a dozen different places within within a ten minute walk that we played football. Yeah, or like another. I'm, I'm gonna give a shout out to the Berries that I yes, used to love the Wayne Street Island uh, that, tennis ball. What was we it called? used to play. Ball? Yeah, it was baseball with a tennis ball. Yeah, yeah, and right. we played there, and so like Pipke would come there, I yep. think, and Brett Berry. Yeah. Had big Brandon Bennett. Yeah, uh, we had games a lot there. of people would come, which there. was the other side, the other neighborhood. Wayne Street. There yep. was little crews, you yep. know, but we yep. were cool though. Right. Nobody right. had beef with us ever. Like we were the cool guys. Like we could go hang out with you know everybody, dude. And it was never yep. no problem. We were all right. Yep. And but look at the one factor that's connecting, and that was sports. Right. Yeah, <laughs> as mean, kids, I mean, Eastside Little League all yeah. connected us. I mean, yep. most of us through that. For sure. And here, Johnny and I had a little debate on who actually broke his arm playing football. 
I did ask his mom, Sharon, soon after Johnny and I met, and she said that she and his dad, Dan, agree that I broke it. As you'll hear Johnny describe his childhood sports injuries, you'll see why broken bones were like trophies to us. We had some broken bones to oh, show for our okay. I think I broke your arm in the backyard. I thought that was Scotty. No, I thought it was me. I felt awful about it. I'm pretty sure it was Scotty. I don't know. That was at our neighbor's. Yeah, it was next door at the Hartzers. Huh. I'll need to see because I could have swore I felt awful and your dad came down and told me it was okay. I could have been, I could be mistaken, but I thought I might have broke your arm playing football. You might have broke my arm. Uh, I don't remember who we were playing football with on Belmont, but we were playing out in the street and I got shoved pretty good and came down on my elbow, chipped a bone out of the end of my elbow. So you mean to tell me we were playing football in the street? And that was normal, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what was it? TJ, when he broke his collarbone okay. down at the island. Yep. I was down at the island. Okay. And I broke my wrist, chipped my elbow. I think that was all the injuries I had. Black eyes. Oh. Several black eyes. Oh, yeah. That's the only time I've ever been knocked out. Yeah. Was playing basketball in the kosher's basement. Oh, and that, and that was <laughs> on, when a we little little, nerf, on a little, little nerf hoop. <laughs> and that's I caught my head on the door hinge uh-huh. and just went straight down on the ground. KO'd. And that's their grandpa carried me upstairs because it was a head wound. So I was spurting blood all over the place. We'll be back in a moment after a quick ad read from one of our sponsors. This episode is about sports. I love sports but I also love food. Nothing like good food, good sports at Beefo Brady's and Granger on State Road 23 in Bittersweet. Burgers, tacos, wings, fajitas, and even surf and turf are on their menu. Check out their weekday restaurant deals, family meal deals, and catering menu. Grabbing takeout food for the family is simple. Just order online for quick and easy pickup. They have a full service bar and a party room that you can reserve for your family, friends, or business. Side note, I've personally rented out that party room a few times for special occasions and get-togethers, and it is great, especially if you're like me. And a lot of those little event planning details like silverware, plates, napkins, it kind of gets lost in the mix and forgotten. But with Beefo Brady's party room, you call them up, reserve the room, tell them how many people and what you would like to eat and drink, and that's it. They do the rest. You just mingle and have a great time. Anyways, in my experiences, the staff there is wonderful, and the owner, I've met him a few times. He's a pretty good dude, too. So make Beef O'Brady's your favorite sports bar or restaurant every game day. We were such WWF wrestling junkies that we basically created our own school playground recess wrestling league. I was in fourth grade and TJ was in third grade. Remember, this was the glory days of wrestling. Brutus the Barber Beefcake was cutting folks' hair in the ring as they were sleeping. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Macho Man Randy Savage flying from the top rope, dropping elbows. And then there was some wrestler who must have left such an impression on TJ that he would emulate him with a no-holds-barred win in that day's huge main event at recess. You'll probably spit laughing because you honestly couldn't make this up. 
we were absolute wrestling junkies when we were kids. I mean, we practiced and we practiced, quote unquote, practiced our wrestling yeah. skills on the daily, man. Our parents would get so pissed off because we were yeah. wrestling, hitting the pole in the basement and yeah. ding, 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 you know. So when I reflect on that, I, I my mind went to um, us thinking that our wrestling skills on Longfellow were so, just so good that we took it to Jefferson Elementary School, man. We started our own legendary recess wrestling league. Yeah, I remember you guys. The actually the older guys started it, <laughs> and then it was it was probably like a week or two before I got dragged into it. And I remember <laughs> Emery like, man, you you got to do this, dude. It's easy, man. All you got to do is you just got to get out. So yeah, that's it. The paint a picture. There yeah. was like a Mad Max like a good silver dome right where there was holes in it where you could climb on the outside of it but uh -huh. you know and climb inside the middle of the dome yep like a cage so picture the setting of this uh <laughs> school starts 7 45 so let's say it's 7 15 7 30 everybody shows up to school like 10 minutes early okay we got time for like four matches uh-huh and we, everybody would literally get around this dome and just, like, put you in there. And then I remember the first time I remember they was like, man, this dude's tough, man. Yeah. You know, this dude's tough. And in my brain, I was like, man, I'm too quick for this dude. Yeah. I don't even have to touch this guy. Yeah, because you just if had to escape. If they say, let's go, let's go, I'm yeah. out. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. I remember we was real close <laughs> to each other. And like, you ready? You ready? Like, boom, I turned around, and that dude had no chance. I was like, hell yeah. Everybody's like, damn, surprise. Like, damn, that's a win, though. Right, you know? right. And I remember just the next day doing it and doing it. It was fun, dude. <laughs> and, then, and then the big craze at the time was uh, the the wrestler. Oh, I forgot his name, but he the Mongola or something like that, where he blew the uh, green spit at at a, at a, a wrestler's. Well, well, TJ was inspired by that, and I we probably peer pressured him. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And. Um, he, he but yeah, uh, so, took it to the next level. Yeah, so I, I took it to the next level. I like, you know, I wanted that we had belts, dude. So like I just beat Muhammad, dude. And that was like the uh -huh. like that was the middleweight championship, right? So then we had to take it to the next level. I was like, me and Emery grew up and we was like, man, what like dirty tactics can you know, there ain't no refs. Right. Like what dirty tactics can like I do? Like that's just the mentality that I had at that time. So I'm in art class and I'm looking around like thinking, man, what the fuck can I do to cheat? You know what I mean? <laughs> so then I remember the like moolah dude or somebody used yeah, to spit yeah. like green shit in like the people's eyes. And like while they were all fucking diverted with the shit in their eyes, he would beat them up. So I'm like, oh, that might really, you know, mind you, we're young, dude. Yeah, so I'm thinking of grade, like old school WWE, yes. I mean, WWF F. tactics, you know what I mean? Yep. And. So I take a little piece of this chalk, dude. Like, not a whole piece, but it's a decent-sized piece. And, like, I ain't never, like, chewed on no chalk in my life. But, like, I don't know if you've ever chewed on chalk, but I put that shit in my mouth, dude. And I, like, you know, I got, like, three minutes before the fight's about to go down. They're all peer pressure. And, like, this dude is, like, three times my size yeah, he's at this big. age, he's dude. Big. Way bigger yep, he's than big. me, dude. So they're like, this is going down. Everybody's like, oh, TJ about to catch his match here. It's <laughs> over now. You're the undefeated at the time. Yeah, it was, was a big deal. At, it was a, a big, big deal. deal. And 
we got to we got locked up and shit and I literally looked at him dead in his eyes and I spit that shit right in his fucking eyeballs. And what's funny is he obviously he we've seen each other, we've known each other for a long time, and he'll still talk about it. But guess what? I got out that fucking little dome. Well, he I was had chasing both belts. You. He was chasing me, and then With that the was one of the first. Spit. Yeah, and the glob was he chased On me. And I remember forehead. that was one of the first times though I got a good clean punch like uh-huh. to a face where I was like, yo, I got to fight yeah. here. Uh-huh. And he chased me, and I remember he caught me and shit, and I remember I just turned around and then I just hit him solid. And I was uh-huh. like, and I remember the look on his face was like, damn. Yeah. You know, TV's yeah. hit me right in my face. <laughs> right, right, you know? right. That's what a story, though. And it <laughs> worked, classic. though. Two belt champion, Jefferson Bulldogs, boy. <laughs> and so the, the, the thing that gets me about that is the planning that went into that. I mean, like, you know, we're because like, that's what we looked forward oh, yeah. to recess. Yeah. And we just, we looked forward to it. And, you know, the, 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 the foresight to. <laughs> that's awesome. Grab some chalk, put it in your mouth as a big match, and, and there you go. <laughs> That's if you oh, ain't dude. cheating, you ain't trying. You know what I mean? If yeah, you, we were yeah. from the Bobby the Brain Heenan school <laughs> yeah. of, of, uh, of legendary yeah. recess wrestling. Yeah, it goes back to that. <laughs> I honestly will never forget that day. TJ coming up to me at the beginning of recess and he was gnawing on a piece of chalk and he was mumbling to me what he was going to do to the dude because I couldn't understand him because he had a mouthful of chalk. <laughs> and then and then once the match started, DJ just absolutely unloaded on the dude. And the guy, oh my god, I felt bad, but he just had a giant glob of chalk on his forehead and he started chasing little DJ all around the playground, all around the playground with the glob of chalk on his forehead. Oh my god. Oh, you cannot make this stuff up. You just can't. I once again thank you so much for spending your valuable time putting up with us. I truly hope you enjoyed it and maybe even reminded you of playing sports and games in your neighborhoods while growing up. I also hope it reminded you of when you and your friends built a recess wrestling league from the ground up and wrestled in a Mad Max 1940s style steel piped playground dome. And then once those memories start to flow, I'm sure it reminded you of when you bent the rules just a little bit, chewed chalk, to defeat your much larger opponent. Everyone's done that, right? Anyways, I want to thank TJ, Tony, Johnny, Jimmy, Kevin, Kathy, and Joel for joining us on this episode and sharing your memories. If you did enjoy, I need a little favor from you. Share the show with somebody that you think would appreciate it. Shoot them a text, share it with them on social media, whatever. Just pass the show's link on to them. I definitely would appreciate that small favor. And while you're at that, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And while you're at that, leave a review. Hopefully positive. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, at Memory Mission, and on Facebook, at Memory Mission. Feel free to reach out to me via email, memorymission at gmail.com or you can message me on Twitter or Facebook. Again, thank you for listening. <laughs>